Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we continue with our American stories. And up next, we continue with our recurring series about the curious origins of everyday sayings. Here to join us once again is Andrew Thompson as he continues to share another slice from his ultimate guide to understanding these mini mysteries of the English language. A goody two-shoes is someone who is virtuous in a smug manner. And it derives from the 1765 children's book, The History of Little Goody Two-Shoes, written by Oliver Goldsmith. It tells the story of Marjorie Meanwell, an orphan who can only afford one shoe. She is given a pair of shoes by a rich man, and in her excitement, yells, Two Shoes, Two Shoes. She repeats this to everyone she meets, earning the nickname, Goody Two Shoes. A great white hope is someone or something expected to achieve great success. And it has its origins in the sporting arena, in particular boxing. It also has racial connotations. 
Jack Johnson became the first African-American world heavyweight boxing champion when he beat the Canadian Tommy Burns in a bout that took place in Sydney, Australia in 1908. Racial animosity among white boxing fans was so intense that they called for another white boxer to take back the title. To answer the call, James Jeffries, a white American boxer, came out of retirement to fight Johnson. Jeffries was billed as the Great White Hope, but he too was beaten by Johnson in 1910, triggering violent racial riots across the country. If you say someone that is green with envy, you're saying that they're very jealous or envious. And that expression began in ancient Greece. The Greeks believed that various illnesses and restless emotions, such as jealousy, were accompanied by an overproduction of bile, which lent a pallid green colour to a person's complexion. In the 7th century, the Greek poet Sappho described a stricken lover as being green, but it was Shakespeare who popularised the expression in his 1603 play Othello, when he wrote, Beware, my lord of jealousy, it is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. To be grinning like a Cheshire cat is to be very pleased with oneself and smile broadly without any inhibition. That expression has mixed origins. There is no such breed of cat as the Cheshire cat, but the expression began because all cheeses produced in Cheshire and England since the 12th century had the face of a grinning cat stamped on them. This is also thought to be the origin of the expression cheesy grin. The expression was first used by Peter Pinder in a work he did in 1795, but it wasn't until 1865 that the saying reached worldwide popularity. That was in Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, where the mysterious Cheshire cat appears and disappears, gradually fading away until only its enormous grin remains. To be gung-ho means to be eager and zealous, and it originated during World War II. It's an adaptation of the Chinese words kung, meaning work, and ho, meaning together. The term was anglicised by General Evans Carlson, who had spent time in China before the war. He adopted gung-ho as a slogan for his US Marines unit, known as the Carlson Raiders, who served in the Pacific region. The 1943 war film Gung Ho told the story of Carlson's raiders and brought the expression into the mainstream. A hair of the dog is an expression which means an alcoholic drink intended to cure a hangover. And the expression is actually a contraction of the full expression, the hair of the dog that bit you. And it's got strange origins. It lies in medieval English medicine, where it was believed that if someone was bitten by a rabid dog, any ill effects would be cured by rubbing the same dog's hair into the infected wound, which would then heal. Despite the obvious risks of being bitten again while acquiring the hair, this practice actually did persist for many years. Eventually it came to be used in relation to people having a couple of extra drinks to cure a hangover, a remedy that also has often temporary success. Hand over fist means quickly or at a fast rate, and is often used in relation to money, saying someone was making money hand over fist or losing money hand over fist. It's an expression that has nautical origins. It was originally hand over hand when it began in the early 1700s and was used to describe the fast progression of a sailor climbing up or hauling in a rope, one hand quickly going over the other. It was later modified to hand over fist, describing the flat hand passing over the fist that clenched the rope and went on to mean anything happening quickly. To hang fire 
means to wait before beginning something, an instant expression that originated in the 16th century when muzzle-loaded weaponry was used. When the trigger of a musket is pulled, a small quantity of gunpowder is ignited in an area called the priming pan. The flame from there burns through towards the barrel and sets off the main charge. Possibly because of the poor or inconsistent quality of the gunpowder, there was often a delay between the ignition in the priming pan and the detonation of the main charge that expelled the bullet. This period of delay was called the hang fire. If you say something is hanging by a thread, you mean it is ready to fall apart or could change at any instant. And that expression originated from a banquet held in 400 BC by Dionysius the Elder, the tyrant king of ancient Syracuse, for Damocles, one of his courtiers. The king had become annoyed with Damocles' constant flattery and invited him to the banquet. There was a sword hung by the ceiling, suspended by a single hair. Damocles was required to sit beneath it to remind him of his tenuous position in the court. Both the sword and Damocles' life were hanging by a thread. Hard and fast means inflexible or rigidly adhered to, and it's yet another nautical phrase. When a ship has run aground and is firmly beached on land, it is considered hard and fast and is unable to move until the tide comes in. The term was defined in William Henry Smythe's 1867 nautical dictionary, The Sailor's Word Book, as said of a ship on shore. The term dates from the 1800s and was used in a figurative sense since that time as well. To haul someone over the coals means to severely reprimand them for something, and it originated from the treatment of heretics in the Middle Ages. Heresy is the challenge of the doctrines of an established church or the practice of unorthodox religions. At the time, heresy was considered a crime against the church and was punishable by death. However, very few people would admit to it, and the crime was difficult to prove. To combat these evidentiary difficulties, anyone suspected of heresy would be bound and then pulled over a bed of red-hot coals. It was decreed that if the person died, he was obviously an heretic and deserved his fate. But if he survived the torture, God had protected him and he would be set free. To have a frog in your throat means a feeling of hoarseness or a lump in one's throat, especially through fear. And that expression began in ancient times. Many years ago, clean drinking water was not readily available and people drank water gathered from ponds or streams. A superstition, and in some cases a genuine fear, arose that accidentally swallowing the eggs of a frog would lead to tadpoles hatching in the stomach. A tadpole would then form into a frog which would try to escape through the person's mouth, producing a choking feeling as it did. The expression was then used figuratively in America by about the mid-1800s. To have a hunch means to have an intuitive or instinctive feeling, and that expression takes its origins from gambling in the early 20th century in America. There's a century-old superstition that hunchbacks are possessed by the devil who gave them the power to foretell the future. Gamblers, a notoriously superstitious bunch, believed that rubbing the hump on a hunchback before placing a bet or playing a hand of cards would bring them good fortune. It is unknown whether this superstition was ever put to the test, and if so, whether it was successful. But as a result, to have a hunch came to mean what it does today. A special thanks to Greg for finding that piece and to Andrew Thompson for sharing the stories of these phrases and everyday sayings. And the book is Hair of the Dog to Paint the Town Red. And we love drilling down 
on, well, just storytelling about all kinds of things and, well, why not our language? Andrew Thompson's storytelling here on Our American Stories. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men, and it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options. Or visit cdc.gov screenforlife for more information. 